Hello to everyone and welcome to the Nordic Football Podcast for 2023. It's been quite some time since we have last aired out to you all. Um, I'm Steve Wiss and I am joined by Jonathan Faduba. Uh, it's been uh, a few a few months off here, my friend. I know you've been a bit under the weather of late, but it's great to have you on board. Um, how's things? Hello, hello. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. <laughs> Hi, everyone, uh, and hello to you, Steve. Happy twenty twenty three. Um, yeah, I'm good. I've I've been a little bit unwell, to be honest. So you might feel it in my voice. Uh, I had to spend some time with the good old NHS as well. It got that bad. Um, so yeah, not been an amazing period for me. A few weeks, but um, on the mend. And when Mr. Wiss offered me the chance to jump back on a on a pod uh, to kick off 2023, I, I couldn't turn him down any longer. Couldn't hold it off. So this is the beginning of 2023 Nordic Football Podcast, locked and loaded and and, and ready to go again. How have you been, my friend? I've been well. Um, you know, we must apologise for the uh, the gap in in between shows. I think you know we were always obviously not going to be around during the World Cup and uh, and into into January. I don't think we've have we ever done a January podcast, Jonathan. It's kind of our holiday season, is it? But uh, yeah, a little bit later than normal. I know there were a few rumours flying around about the end of the Nordic Football Podcast, um, but uh, no, we are here here to stay and uh, we are going to be delivering some great content again in 2023 so um yeah i mean the thing is it's a long gap it's been a long gap in terms of waiting for the resumption of the leagues in in norway and sweden as well um five months which is probably the longest it's ever been and hopefully the longest it ever will be so um i've been kind of um it's like an itch i want to scratch jonathan um with the, the return of the league, our Svenskan returns on the 1st of April. Uh, I've got to wait even longer in Norway. Easter Monday on, I think, the 10th or 12th of April for the resumption of that. But, uh, yeah, this has been an unusual long break, hasn't it? And um, I don't know whether you think that will suit some teams or others more. Yeah, it's been an unusual long break. And that's obviously as part of the reason we've been away for so long. Hopefully you haven't switched off your feeds and subscriber feeds and things like that. Um, if you have, then turn, turn them back on, turn your notifications back on. But uh, yeah, we, um, we've had a really long break. It's always the way, isn't it? And the World Cup obviously, um, you know, facilitated that as well. That season ended slightly earlier, didn't it, in, in Sweden because of that. Um, and so that's kind of um, led to this longer break. We have had a few, you know, we've had a few interviews, obviously, Steve, you, you put up an interview. Um, but, but have been a bit quiet. I think the aim of this episode is just a recap. Basically, we're just going to look at um, the Cups is the main thing at the moment that's been going on, um, build up to pre-season, uh, the new season um, with the with the Swedish Cup and also over in Norway. Uh, and then we're going to have a little transfer special, I think. We're going to look at some juicy transfers from every single team in each league and just pick out one uh, key transfer that we that's quite, kind of caught our eye. Um, just to give you an overview of the season to come. Of course, we have our season previews coming, um, potentially our 10 to watches, which are always very popular. So we're not going to give too many spoilers away, but we have, um, we're going to look through every, you know, club and, and, and select some interesting transfers that have caught our eye the past few months. Um, Steve, I think uh, we do need to announce a couple of little things. Firstly, want to um, say, a big shout out to Y Scout. Uh, we will be renewing our partnership with them. 
2023. So that is great news. We'll be continuing to bring you cutting edge footage, obviously, and uh, cutting edge insight and analysis from Wisecouts platform. And that's a massive thank you. And yeah, you know, I think you were going to sort of give an intro here, but you could actually call me Mr. Mr. Sweden now part time, couldn't you? Um, yeah, I, I saw this announced actually on Twitter. Um, Mr. Jonathan Faduba, um, you know, a select columnist on. You'll have to tell us more about this because I, I, the pronunciation, I never get it right for this, for this <laughs> particular site, but a very prominent um, Swedish sports website that you are a big columnist on. Yeah, so um, since we last spoke, obviously, I've, I've started writing a column for Football Skanalen. Um, they are pretty much the biggest, one of the biggest Swedish uh, football websites, um, a website that I've been on so many times in this past sort of four or five years. You know, it's really good resource. Um, and yeah, I was approached to be a Premier League columnist. So um, if you've caught me on Twitter at JF Football, F-U-T-B-O-L, you might have seen some articles about the Premier League, just giving it from a um, Swedish point of view, if that makes sense, sort of a columnist correspondent, if that makes sense, writing to the Swedish audience. Um it's an English language blog, so you can obviously you can read it in English, um, but it is on the Football Scanalan uh, channel. Um, I think my last piece was on Michael Carrick, so it's a little bit it's not not Nordic related, but um, obviously the um, obviously the limelight from this podcast, Steve, has, has, has sort of uh, raised a few eyebrows around the around the around the world and caught the attention of a few people. So um, yeah, it's really nice to be a part of Football Scanalan. Uh, it's been really fun writing columns and just kind of giving a bit of background and insight into into the UK league. Um, and I think it's nice to be on the pod to give the Swedish perspective, if you know what I mean. So it's nice to, it's nice to sort of um, change ends, if you know what I mean, what, like one minute reporting from Sweden to England and now um, England to Sweden as well via Football Skalanen. So, yeah, that's been fun and a little side project. Um, but, yeah, what, what about yourself, my friend? I know you've got fing- fingers in a few pies here and there. <laughs> Yeah, I've got, uh, you know me, always fingers in several pies. I'm, I'm not just talking about the Weatherheads pies in my local butchers at Paintley Bridge. Um, yeah, you know me. I, I mean, I kind of, um, I'm always like a worldwide football man these days, aren't I? Um, you've got several uh, vested interests out there. But, you know, predominantly, you know where my heart is, what you know where my main uh, leagues are. Those are in, in Scandinavia, in France. And you know, obviously England as well. It's uh, it's a stressful time being a Leeds fan, uh, so we won't mention them too much on this podcast. Michael Carrick, that's a very interesting article you just recently done. I think he's done brilliantly at Middlesbrough or Mikel Carrick, maybe you'd be called in, <laughs> yeah. in Sweden, wouldn't he? But um, well, the yeah, next piece, the next piece I have coming does have a Swedish connection because uh, I'm going to be looking at some Championship players who could step up to the Premier League. So. Um, if Victor you have that, um, no comment, but yeah, I think once I say a Swedish player, you can pretty much guess who it is. Um, I, but, I don't, yeah. I don't know why no one's brought in from commentary, but maybe this article may enlighten us. So yeah, watch so, this uh, space. Watch yeah, this let's, space. Let's, let's, let's get into the, the episode then. Um, yes. I don't, did you want to start with Norway or Sweden? Uh, up to you in terms of cups. Well, I think the, the Swedish cup is at the semi-final stage now. So I think we'll start with, with the Swedish cup and it's, I, you know, I I always like the idea of Sweden doing the cup at this stage of the season. I think it's a good way to get into the season. I wish Norway did this every year. Um, from what I gather, there's actually going to be two cup finals in Norway for 2023, would you believe, Jonathan? We're actually going to get a cup final in May and we're going to get another cup final in November. So 
ridiculous. There's going to be two cup winners this season. But I like how Sweden do it. I know the group stages, some teams don't take it as seriously. But once you get to that quarterfinal spot, then, um, you know, it's, everyone's going for the for the trophy, aren't they? And there were two matches that went to penalties. Uh, we've got uh, semi-finals to look forward to this coming weekend. Mialbi against Hammerby and Hecken against Jorgarten. Um, I don't know if anything's really stood out to you from this particular competition so far. I don't, who are the defending champions of this? I can't remember. Malmo. Malmo. Yes, they beat um, Hammerby on penalties. Yeah. Yeah, I remember now. Uh, Selmani, terrible miss. Um, but yeah, in terms of the cup, it, I definitely agree. It's always an in, it's always an interesting sort of prelude to the to the season. I kind of have mixed feelings about it. It's almost in some ways used as a pre-season tournament. And I suppose it's a bit like the FA Cup, isn't it, in England or the, the League Cup, where you can get tricked into playing maybe reserve teams or experimenting a little bit because it's, you know, the chance to maybe rotate. But at the same time, it offers a massive chance to you know, get into Europe, doesn't it? If you, you're only you're only a few games away from um, going all the way and basically bypassing a whole season's worth of effort if you really take it seriously. So I do think there's a massive, you know, merit in it if if you take it seriously. And you know, if you look in England, for example, Newcastle, they they you know they nearly got into Europe just via the back of that League Cup run because they took it so seriously. And you can you can look at the equivalent in Sweden. Um, you know, we've got at the moment the semi-finals. Um, I will talk about that. Uh, you know, who's in the semi-finals. We've got, on the one side, coming up uh, later this week, we've got Mialbi uh, with their new manager, uh, who I know, Steve, you're very fond of. Um, and we've had him on the show in the past. He has made it to the Swedish Cup semi-finals. They will play Hammerby for a place in the final. Hammerby um, beat AIK 2-1. And uh, Mialbi knocked out Kalmar in the most recent round um, in the quarters. So those two will meet for a place in the final. And on the other side of the draw, uh, we've got champions, Beko Hacken, who will play Jurgarden. Um, Jurgarden, probably the tie of the round. They knocked out Malmo um, on penalties yeah, after a two-all draw. That was a really exciting game. I think we posted a few clips on Twitter where you could see the atmosphere and, you know, new this new-look Malmo side under Henrik Riesdrom. How's that going to be? Um, Jurgarden, they got a few big signings. You know, what are they going to be like this season? So that was a, a nice, juicy sort of, a start to the season um, and Hacken knocked out North Shopping 3-0 so in the other side of the draw so yeah we were getting towards that latter stages now I mean if you look at it for someone like Mialbi I mean if they get to the final that's a massive chance to you know put their name on the map in Europe potentially um, it will be very difficult of course because Hammerby uh, Hacken and Jurgen will be the three favourites of course but um, you just never know do you you're only a couple of games away from from European football there so yeah I think you know the the, the key the, the biggest game for me I think was the Jurgen Hammerby game that was a big one, um, but of course you know the Hammerby AIK game as well was was quite a big one in terms of Stockholm derby, um, Edvin Kurtulus and uh, Yusuf Arabi um, scored the goals. Guidetti got one back for AIK, um, but yeah, generally speaking, those are the four teams to look out for, and um, I think we got some really exciting ties ahead of us. I don't think Mialbi will back down from Hammerby whatsoever. Yeah, and it's interesting that the three, uh, the top three in our Svenskan last season are all in this semi-final stage of the cup. So, if Mialbi get knocked out, then Kalmar will be going into Europe, I do believe. Um, so, uh, yeah, Kalmar will certainly be supporting uh, Hammerby in this particular round. But um, yeah, it, I mean, this this cup, it, it's really good that there's you know, three, well, all four teams merit a lot of respect. Mialbi are very much underrated. They always have been 
um, indeed. It's. Do you think these cup runs in, in Sweden can give teams a bit of momentum when they get to like the semi-final and final stage? Because the final is played I, I, usually around sort of seven or eight rounds into the season, isn't it? It's played in, in the season. And um, so that's the kind of dynamic that changes. Once you get to the latter stages, you know, you, you, you've then got the season to contend with. And sometimes it's played kind of in a midweek. You know, I've seen it played in, in a midweek before on a, you know, like a Thursday afternoon, I think. I remember many years ago, I think Hostersons, when they won the cup with Graham Potter. I think the game was on a random Thursday afternoon. I think people still going to work and stuff. So it's, sometimes it's a bit of an afterthought. Um, you know, sometimes I think maybe you could have a bigger final, if you know what I mean, maybe make more of a show of it, have a weekend. But um, it depends. And obviously the schedule plays a part in that. Um, like you said, I do think it's a massive opportunity for all these teams. Um, get some silverware on the board. And, you know, if you look at, for example, Hammerby last season, it, it was a real blow for... Um, the club not to win it at that time mm. um and it, you know kind of uh, i think it was a bit of a blow to the season really um so yeah i think uh, it's 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 a, it's a big tournament um it's still got a pre-season feel to it for me uh, you know it's hard to really massively get too excited at this stage of the, the campaign because you're still waiting for the you know the real thing to get underway but like i said it's a nice prelude gives you a little bit of a, a taster um there was a few few upsets in the group stages as you mentioned earlier and um that always comes you know, there's always a few teams. That, yeah, there's always a few teams that get knocked out early or go down to uh, you know a small club, um, and that adds to the excitement of it. Yeah, 18th of May is the uh, final, so book your tickets over there, Jonathan, for that final. Um, yeah, I was going to say one more thing before we go. Yeah, that's it. Who is going to win the Swedish Cup 2023? Put your neck on the line. <laughs> um. I think it's too early to make a prediction. Uh, you, you know, you, you know, I'm man last bit of offence to get me. Predicting. I thought I would throw one out early for you yeah. here, just to remind it's you. It's like go easy on me, but no, of course uh, you never will. Um, I think I might put my neck on the line actually um, for a winner here, and I'm gonna. I, I like an underdog sometimes, and um, I do wonder if this could be a shock. Um, winner of this competition in Mialbi. I've got a feeling, you know, um, this yeah, this is a very well-run club, and uh, it might be like the era for them to deliver some shots. Massive, massive, shot mm. massive shout! I know you're a fan of um, the betting markets, and of course, the, I'm pretty sure that you'll get good odds for that. Um, <laughs> in terms of in terms of like historically, you know, Hammerby. I mentioned earlier the disappointment last season. They've only ever won it once, for example. Malmo have won it 15 times. Um, so I would put, um, I think if I had to, if you're making me stick my neck out, I would say Jurgen. Um, one of the reasons, Steve, and actually it's a big bombshell coming out of uh, Swedish football tonight, it looks as if Per Mattis Hogmo is a candidate for the Michelin role in Denmark. Um, now, this is the man who won the title for Hacken for the first time in their history. Uh, and there's a lot of rumours that he's actually interested in the job. Now, it will be a massive blow to Hacken on the eve of the season. Um, the man who's taken them into the Champions League, won the title for the first time in their history. Very settled, exciting team. For it to happen so close to the season as well. I mean, it's rumours right now, but the sources that are kind of reporting it do seem to sort of suggest that he is got a little ear out on it. So, um, you know, potentially a bigger league. You know, Mitchell has a big club with a nice model behind them and things like that. So, wow, that would be a massive blow to hack and that uncertainty might destabilise them. Um, so I'm not sure about 
Ma, uh, I'm not sure about sorry, um, Miaobi. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think Yogarden look good. I think the fact that they yeah. knocked out Malmo um, gives them confidence. And yeah, I think if you had to push me, as of now, I'd say Yogarden probably be my my sort of favourite. Whilst we're on the subject of your garden, I'm just going to give a few thoughts about the uh, European adventures of the two teams from our regions here that made the knockout phases of the uh, Conference League. And uh, Buda Glimt, unfortunately, got knocked out by Lech Poznan of uh, Poland. Uh, one goal to nil overall uh, over the two legs. I watched both. I actually thought it was there was, wasn't much between the two teams. I didn't really think much to to Lech, if I'm if I'm being brutally honest. And I thought Glimt. This is the problem for teams. It's really hard for teams in in Norway and Sweden and some other countries as well, because they are basically in the middle of their preseason and they're having to go into knockout matches. And also, the registration of UEFA is an absolute joke. Um, it really is. Um, in what sense? Well, because. In, in the off-season, there's so many new transfers that go into clubs. Say, say a club will typically bring in, what, six or seven new players and maybe lose three or four. Do you know what I mean? Well, UEFA only lets you re-register uh, three new players into your squad. Now, in Buda Glimp's case, they actually had to re-register Joel Invuka, who went to Lorient on a transfer and was loaned back, but he's classed as a new player. So I think it's really I think I actually think they need to look into this and maybe make some special dispensations for certain clubs in in certain geographical areas really but you know rules are rules I suppose and now uh, Lecker are really enjoying facing the Scandinavian teams because they're tuning up over your garden in in the um in the conference league can diff respond in the second leg on Thursday um in Stockholm a 2-0 deficit I don't know if they've been impacted by registration issues either, um, but they certainly, you know, I know they've had the Swedish Cup and that, but it's not quite the same as it as, as domestic season. So it might be the end of the road, Jonathan. For um... Yeah, I think to be fair, I mean, if that's correct what you're saying, that is that is a bit of a anomaly actually, isn't it really? Because that's not really fair because the registration window is at a different time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, in, in terms of the game itself, um, you know, diff they play the strongest team possible available to them, really. Um, as you mentioned, they had you know a few players out, but um, went down 2-0. It was interesting to see uh, Philip Dargestau at Lech Poznan, actually. He's a centre-back who's been at North Shopping for a long time. Um, he's moved on, obviously, and and um, is playing now um, at, at Poznan on loan. So he, you know, he will be returning to Sweden for that game. Um, he had a solid game at the back there. Uh, Lech have also got Jesper Karlström, um, who is a former Jurgarden player. Um, he played in the game, so there is a bit of a Swedish connection to uh, to um, Lech Poznan. Uh, also, Mikhail, Mikhail Ishak up front. Um, he he uh, he played in the game as well as the captain. So, yeah, massive uh, basically Swedish connection in Lech Poznan, Poznan's team. There's a lot of I think Polish um, scouts that look around Scandinavia. So um, they've got the Swedish backbone, and uh, looks like they might be able to get the job done. It'll be a tough game. I think Eurogarden fans have been amazing in the European campaign so far. So they're going to yeah, be really, are. really up for it. Um, yeah, I hope they turn it. I, I, with the, I don't, the, um, honestly. Sorry, with the, with the atmosphere that they create and the fact that they've just been in Malmo, you know, they, they will have a bit of confidence, but um, it's a tough, tough thing to go into 2-0 now. I've been, I've been slagging off Let Poznan on Twitter every single match. I've watched them play. I, I don't. I don't think they're very good at all, um, and I'll be continually going against them 
Jonathan, in every match possible. So I think Diff have got a real chance if they if they do take their opportunities. Um, now we're going to have a little bit of fun here with some transfers, Jonathan. We're going to what's the plan here? We're going to talk about uh, one transfer for each team in our leagues for a quick fire sort of a thing, either in or out. Um, obviously, yeah. when we do season previews, there's going to be a lot more in depth to this. But briefly now. Each team, a significant transfer, either in or out, which has to be mentioned. Yeah, a bit of a game. Um, we're going to call it, I guess, Scandinavian ins and outs. Um, now, I suppose the aim of it is, you know, this episode, as we mentioned before, it's just a short introduction to who we are again, don't forget. Um, of course, uh, if you don't know who we are, then I'm sure we'll talk about that a bit more in later episodes. But, uh, if, you know, if you're new to the show, um, welcome. Um, but, of course... Uh, we like to sort of divide Norway and Sweden into different parts normally, but uh, on this show, I think what we're going to do, just to keep the episode a bit more brief and a bit more maybe light, we're going to look at transfers. Uh, one sort of key transfer, Steve, that's what we're going to talk about mm. and in both nations for every single team. So what has caught your eye pretty much, the question is, across the two regions um, during this transfer period? It could be a player in or it could be a player out. You can pick both, but obviously you'll have to keep it brief. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to interchange. So we'll start with Sweden, uh, the champions in Sweden, and then we'll move on to Norway and we'll kind of maybe work our way down the table in different chunks. Um, but hopefully it will prove informative for you and give you an overview of both countries and maybe some players to look out for and some players uh, that you won't be hearing from. So, Steve, if I may, uh, I'll take, yes. take the lead. Uh, I'm going to start with obviously hacking the champions. We'll, we'll, look, we'll go through the table if you like. Yeah, um, that might be the best way of doing. Obviously, we've got newly promoted sides, but I would say that uh, ins and outs. The team that I was, the, 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 I'd say the player um, that maybe surprised me most, or, or kind of uh, the big signing maybe at the moment, I think is uh, Simon Sandberg, who's joined from Hammerby on a free transfer. Now he can play as a, a kind of a right back. They haven't they haven't been hugely active actually, uh, Beckel Hacken, to be honest, in, in the transfer market. Um, I think Sandberg is kind of an established all-Svenskan player. He's been quite good for Hammerby. And it kind of suggests that they have a bit more of a budget because I imagine he was on quite a decent um, wage potentially in, in, in Stockholm. Um, Hacken, you know, not a huge club financially, but now Champions League football, they can start to maybe attract some, some of the big Stockholm players, if you know what I mean, some of the bigger players from that region. So um, I think that was an interesting transfer. I, I suppose the main one in terms of out, Steve, um, the loss of Alexander Yeremiev, uh, the best striker in the league last season, pretty much. He's gone to Greece. Um, he's left for a fee of around 300 euros, 300,000 euros, sorry, not 300. That'd be, that'd be a bother. <laughs> um, given his market value is 2 million. Um, he's, uh, he's gone to Panathinaikos. Uh, he's played a few games there as well and um, is settling in. So massive loss for the league, obviously. Um, he did leave before for Germany and then came back. Um, so we'll see how long he's there for, but uh, those were the two that caught my eye. Uh, over to you, Stephen. Champions of Norway, uh, ins and outs. What what what's caught your eye? Well, obviously for Mulder, I'm going to have to mention the in the big signing of Veton Berisha from Hammerby for three million pounds, which is a significant chunk of money. We, everyone knows about Berisha; he's a proven striker in in Norwegian football. Did all right in Sweden. Obviously funded by um, a big money departure of uh, David Datro Fafana, my man who um, I'll, I'll still find ways to talk about him on this show. Uh, we'll have to do like a, a David Datra Fafana watch, won't we, at Chelsea? I'm still expecting, I'm still expecting him in your 10 to watch this season. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'm finding a way to get him in, um, you know, undercover. 
But, for those who um, don't know, Dacho Fofana, who obviously made a massive shock move to Chelsea, really, isn't it, from, from our point of view? Yeah. Um, Steve had him in his tent to watch for the past two seasons. Uh, controversially, never been done before. Um, but obviously, you know, hats off to you, Steve. Obviously, you recognised him two years ago. You stuck with him, backed him, despite, you know, I've seen some of your comments about him over the years. Not exactly always nice. Um, he got me a Twitter ban for 24 hours. That you've written him off at times. Uh, what? Banned from Twitter? For 24 hours. Oh, all, all a complete, all a complete... Um... Why? What did you say? Oh, I can't repeat what I said on here, can I, obviously? <laughs> no, it was just, uh, I don't know. I think, you know, you know what fans are like. They're quite protective over players, aren't they? But, um, yeah, £11 million, good luck to him, um, indeed. And, uh, so, yeah, over to you here for your garden then, Jonathan. What's the, a big transfer that caught you out here? Yeah, I think the big transfer from, um, from my point of view on this one was uh, is Oliver Berg. <clears throat> I think you have to mention him. Um, it kind of caught my eye definitely in terms of a massive blow, I think, for for Kalmar losing such a key player, um, pretty much their captain and, and their leader. Obviously, they've lost their manager as well. He's gone to Malmo. So we're going to probably see a new look Kalmar this season, and we'll talk about that in, in, in episodes to come. But I think that that transfer, Oliver Berg, 29 years old, uh, roughly 700,000 euros, um, he's going to add to the options. I don't think he's necessarily going to be an automatic starter, um, but I think he will sort of mould into the team. And he's got the ability. It's his, it's his, it's his time to step up at a massive club um, in the region, which I think he deserves. And so that is my sort of uh, pick. I do have one other player that I want to mention, but I'm not going to do it now. You will have to listen to our tend to watch for that. So um, there is one player definitely from Diff going to be in my tend to watch. In terms of players out, um, the big one was Halmar Yekdal. Uh, he's gone to the Championship. He's uh, been signed by Vincent Company. So a player who knows a centre-back, obviously, having been a brilliant centre-back himself in his career. Um, Burnley paid 2.8 million for him, um, Euros. Now, he's a 24-year-old ball-playing centre-back. I've always liked him, always talked about him on this pod, actually, um, over the years. I've always said he's a classy kind of centre-back. Um, I haven't really been following how, how he's done in Burnley since he joined. He's been there a while now, but um, played a few games. Obviously, similar to Armel, Armel Hodzic, who's at Sheffield United, you know, similar move um, from, from Sweden to, to the Championship. Um, doesn't happen that often, but Ekdal is a, a player of quite high quality, and uh, yeah, th those two ins and outs are, are my picks there. So, let's let's move back to Norway, Steve. He had a Buddha glimpse, and can I cheat here and actually just talk about a player who hasn't moved, but was expected to move? Um, and that is uh, Hugo Vettelson, who really everyone expected him to go in the January window. I think Glimp were offered uh, potentially up to £5 million for him, £6 million. They rejected it, even though he only had uh, 12 months left on his contract. Uh, he stayed, and I think he's extended his deal now. So I would say that's a pretty significant um, player. Um, in terms of an actual guy who has come into the club, uh, the return of Frederick Andre Bjorkan from Hertha Berlin. It didn't work out there, and he's come back on a free transfer, which is great value. You love it. You love breaking the rules, don't you? In this uh, on this podcast, uh, you know me. You know me. You just, uh, I'm just worried about your Twitter, your Twitter comments. Hopefully, it wasn't anything overly abusive. Uh, you're not going to get a call from the police anytime soon. Anything like that. This was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, let's move on uh, to to Sweden. Yeah, Hammerby. Yeah, um, I think the one that's caught my eye here that I'd like, actually like to ask you about, it's, 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 for me, it's a tie between, well, 
I'm going to actually say three here, Steve. I'm going to I'm going to cheat like you. Um, Tesfaud at Teki is a player I've always liked. He's come back from Go Ahead Eagles. He's played in the Nether- he's been in the Netherlands, and I do like him as a player. Um, so I'm really keen to see how he gets on at a big club in Sweden. Um, Adi Nalic as well, I think, is a, is quite an interesting transfer. Really, he's left Malmo on a free, and I, I do think that you know Marty Spencer's might be able to get the best out of him. Um, he, his career's kind of stalled a bit. 25 now, you know, he was such a big young talent, never really quite hit the heights. He's had injuries, um, but the one I wanted to ask you about, Steve, is very briefly August Mickelson. Um, he has been signed. He's the big main signing for 1.5 million. You've already mentioned Barisha, so I don't need to mention an out. If I was to mention another out, maybe I'd say Mohanad Gies. He's gone to DC United. I think he got an assist on his debut playing for Wayne Rooney. Um, but August Mickelson, Steve, maybe a quick comment on him. Yeah, I like him. Nice talent. Got a good engine on him. And for a small lad, he's actually quite strong. You know, he sort of gets in your face a bit. So I, I think he's a really good signing. A sort of a Marty Sifuentes signing for sure. Fantastic. Thank you for that. And uh, let's let's move on to Rosenborg, third last season in Norway. Um, who's caught your eye there in terms of ins and outs? They're always quite active, aren't they? It's just there's only one name I can mention here, and it's an out. And it is Kasper Tengstedt, who scored an unbelievable amount of goals for them last season. Um, but his stay at Rosenborg has been very short. He was that he was too good for them. Uh, Benfica snapped him up for seven million pounds. Um, so yeah, a, a massively significant uh, absence, uh, sorry, a departure for Rosenborg. Yes, they've got good money for him. But a massive, massive blow there. And they've also recently lost Stefano Vecchia to Malmo. Yeah, and we'll talk about that again on a later day. I think that's an interesting signing. It's only recently been completed, I believe, and quite a quite a big fee. But yeah, I mean tank that Tengstead fee is insane, isn't it? That's mm. that you don't often see that. Uh, he was destroying it though, wasn't he? So yeah. um, fair enough. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about him in the season preview in we weeks to come. Will. Um, mate, Kalmar then. We've we know the out the big out from Kalmar. Is is there a certain um player that's come in that's maybe caught your eye yeah well i don't think they've been massively um active really is there a brazilian uh well they do actually have a player i think back on loan or no signed on loan maxwell um so there is one brazilian yes as always um i think i'm gonna pick saku latuba here he's signed from gifsonsvar he was in my tent to watch last season um, he's only 23. I think he had an okay season, but in a, in a really bad Sundsvall team. I think this is a smart move for him and for the club. I think, you know, this is maybe a, a, a nice platform for him to maybe um, be a, maybe a higher profile club, maybe that doesn't struggle so much. Um, obviously, we're yet to see how Kalmar are going to really play this season, you know, still sh- shaping up. Um, but I think that he can maybe come in and replace um, Oliver Berg and maybe he's he's a, he's a good technical player um, formerly at AIK I think it was Ajax as a youngster if I remember rightly but um, I think he has still got potential at 23 so I'm going to go Illa Tupa I've already mentioned the out um, that was Oliver yeah. Berg so I don't need to talk about that but uh, let me switch back over to you my friend and I, I suppose the only other out uh, maybe that I'd mention is Papa Duf, but he, he's 33 you know he just came back on loan uh, and he's gone to Italy which is a bit of a weird one so you know he's been a Big player for them in the past, but you know, not not. not I don't think it's massively. Um, they've not really, apart from Berg, they're not really massively lost anyone huge. Um, let's look at Lillestrøm, who finished fourth last season, Steve. Yeah, I think for for Lillestrøm, the the signing I've got to mention coming in is Ruben Gabrielson, the former Molder and Toulouse centre back, big centre back. Um, and they've got him on a free, I think, 
um, or they haven't paid much from Austin FC in uh, the MLS. Now, the reason he's moved back is actually for personal reasons, uh, which I'll discuss in another podcast. But um, this is a real coup, I think, for Lillestrom because Gabrielson, uh, he, he's, a, I think, at elitist-arian level, quite an elite centre-back, a really big leader, strong player. And um, I think it's a fantastic coup for, for Lillestrom um, to have got a man of, of his stature in, into the team. Really strong centre-back who he comes across as a really nice guy as well, actually, but a player fundamentally I've always rated very, very highly. Fantastic. Looking forward to um, you know further comments on that in weeks to come. Yeah, and um, let's move to uh, Sweden then for you. Um, AIK. Yes, always a big club, always very active in the transfer market. So you can't expect them to be out for too long. And I'm going to select, well, where, where do you actually start? Because they've signed a lot of players. Um, <laughs> but I think the player I'd like to select just for now um, is a bit of a maybe low-key one. He's signed on a free, but as a player I like, uh, Abdusalam Magashi from Varnamo. Now, he's a big sort of barrel-chested Nigerian attacking midfielder. Um, really, I really was impressed with him last season for Varnamo. Um, one of my projects, Steve, that I mentioned over the past sort of few months, I did a bit of work for a, uh, a team in Scotland, uh, a bit of sort of just scouting work, just voluntary for a while, and um, did happen to recommend him. And, uh, yeah, I, I think he's a really good player. I think he would have sort of suited potentially that level of football. Um, the reason that I pick him is... I just want to see how he does at a big club. You know, he had a lot of options. There are a lot of teams wanted to sign him. His contract was up. Varnamo were desperate to keep him, but um, they obviously couldn't hold on to him. Um, the wages available at AIK are significantly higher than uh, Varnamo. That's for sure. The budgets are massively different. Um, so, yeah, he's the one I'm going to select. I'm interested to see how he gets on in 24. Uh, I think it's a big season for him. And in terms of the outs, I think Yasin Ayari is the one that you have to mention, really. Um, he's gone to Brighton for four million, roughly three million pounds, I think. Um, he's a big signing. Brighton rarely get things wrong, do they? I, I liked Ayari. I think he had a lot of talent. I'm su massively surprised to see him go to the Premier League. Um, but one thing I know about Brighton is they they do know a talent. So as a 19-year-old, I'm excited to see how he gets on. I will just briefly mention Joe Mendes and Stefanelli. Um, both of them have got quite big moves. I think Stefanelli's gone to Miami, which I think that, that's an interesting move to MLS. And uh, Joe Mendes, an exciting right back, has gone to Braga for 1.5 million. So they have had quite a lot of outs um, to key players. Hey, okay, um, but we'll talk about those two in in you know weeks to come. Um, but yeah, let's move over back to Norway. Uh, in this sort of back and forth, Steve, what are your thoughts on the team that finished fifth last season? Uh, and that is odd. Yeah, this is where I remind myself that odd actually finished fifth last year, which I can't actually believe. Um, yeah, I'm going to try and crack on a bit here. We probably push on here maybe like half a minute or a minute for each one. Um, not too much to mention here, but I'm going to go with uh, Leon Hien, the brother of Isaac Hien. Um, he's coming from Hammerby. He hasn't actually played a game yet for Odd because he's been injured. Um, so let's see how he does. But he's a 21-year-old former striker now converted into a centre-back. So Leon Hien, if he's as good as his brother, bodes well, doesn't it? But I don't know anything about him. <laughs> That's fair enough. And you know, that's part of the show, isn't it? You know, just, just giving players that you might keep an eye on for the season. Um, yeah. So let's move back to Sweden. Elfsborg. Yes, indeed. Elfsborg. Always an interesting team. I think they always have some some um, eye-catching signings, I would say. But they haven't been massively active, actually. They've only bought one player. 
uh, and that is Andre Bowman from Varberg Boys um, for an undisclosed fee, 21-year-old right midfielder. So really not much to say. Um, I think the departure that maybe caught the eye most is Leo Weisenen. He's gone for a big fee, actually, to Austin FC, MLS. MLS is starting to become a big market uh, for Swedish players, by the way. Mm. Um, a lot of, obviously, as I've already mentioned, three or four that have moved on. Um, but yeah, that's that's um, that's quite a lot of money. Weizen is a centre-back who I think definitely deserves a move. Um, it would be interesting to know how he's been scouted um, by Austin. Um, but obviously, it seems like MLS teams are becoming more active. You know, I mentioned Stefanelli uh, going to Miami, for example. Uh, GA is to go into DC United. So Weizenen uh, is a Finnish centre-back, and he is the one. I think they'll, they'll miss him. Um, he will need replacing. We'll see what they'll do there. But yeah, that, those are the two for me. And in uh, Volarenga is my next team to talk about. And I'm actually, the player I'm going to mention is just simply because of his name. You can tell it's a little bit of a light-hearted, light-hearted show. But they signed a player from Groad called Omar Bully Drummer. I think it's a brilliant name. Um, in fairness, I have heard some decent things about him. As is he well. Gambian? I think, um, he is, I don't actually know his nationality. That sounds Gambian. But it's a great name. And I heard he is one to watch out for, potentially. Uh, but uh, I've not really had a look at him yet. I've not done too much research, but Omar Bully Drama for Volarenga. Great name. Fair enough. Names names, names will do. Names will do. <laughs> yeah, so now Malmo, incredibly, they were seventh last year. Um, we know they've got a new manager. We Yeah, horror, horror season for them. Um, you've already mentioned, well, they've got a new manager, which we'll talk about, obviously, Henrik Riesstrom. I've already mentioned, um, you know, the most probably hot, hottest managerial property in, in, in Swedish football last year after the work he did at Kalmar. <clears throat> I would say the, the, the player that's caught my eye is uh, Taha Ali. <clears throat> He's a 24-year-old winger from Helsingborg, obviously big rivals Malmo and Helsingborg. Um, so that would have pained Helsingborg fans, I think. Uh, roughly 700,000 euros, according to transfer marked. He's a exciting player, a really good 1v1 dribbling winger. I'm, I'm really keen to see what Riesdrum does with him because he's... Um, if you can get the best out of him, I, I I really think he's a player that could kick on. He's a little bit lithe, a little bit lightweight. You know, if you were to put him in somewhere like France, like I think he would struggle potentially physically. Um, so I do think another year in Osvenskan at a massive club is, is what he needs right now. So I think it's a great step for him. Um, but obviously the pressure of a big club, let's see how he deals with that. Because like I said, in, in 1v1 situations, he's one of the best uh, wingers in the league, uh, potentially. So he's the one I'll select. The, 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 the departure that, I think I've already mentioned, obviously, um, Adi Nalic. Um, Erdel Rakip has gone. He's, you know, he's gone to Turkey. He's, he's kind of, wasn't really unexpected. He's gone on a free. And, and Romain Gaul has finally left, finally left Sweden. He's um, He's been left on a free transfer. Despite featuring, actually, a few games in pre-season, he, he, you know, Riesstrom did take a look at him, but he has he's left. So that's it for, um, I, I won't talk about Vecchia because we'll talk about him in future mm. episodes. Of course, you've already mentioned him. So Tahali is the one to keep an eye on for me. So on to Tromso then in in Elite Serian and uh, the big out would have been Mickelson. We've we've talked about talked about him. Uh, an interesting player they've signed from Ranheim in the Obos. Sometimes there's some real gems in the Obos again. Is uh, a player called Vegard Erlian, who I actually mentioned him on a Twitter Spaces I did with Andy Martin this week because he's listed as a midfielder in the Elite Serian fantasy game, but I actually think he's going to be playing up front. So. Um, He's effectively a striker. 14 goals last season for Ranheim. 25-year-old. Seems like a good age to come up to elite Serian level. And I, I think, um, you know, maybe he's that number nine that Tromso have been after for a long time. We'll have to wait and see. Vegard Erlian. 
good stuff um, over in Sweden. Um, who shall I go for next, Steve? Well, it's EF Core. EF Core, EF Core, Yotabor. Yeah, now there's a de- big develop. I think the biggest signing for EF Core, Yotabor, actually. Um, I'm going to go for a bit of a uh, a bit of a left field choice here, Steve. Yes. Um, they've signed a play. Well, they've signed someone to their fan base by the name of Steve Wiss. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. You got me there. That's a good one, mate. That. <laughs> now. We've been talking, and I think you know. I think I've seen a gleam in in your eye whenever their names come up. <laughs> so uh, oh. that is going to be my left field shout. I've, I've seen that the is... seen, I've seen a tear in your eye when the EF Core anthem, pretty much anthem, comes on. You, you've talked about them a lot recently in in glowing tones. <laughs> I just got a sneaky feeling that that is could be a key signing for them this season. The backing of uh, Wiss, yeah, could be crucial. Oh, do you know um, what? I will. I will. I will. I will hang my hat that I do have a soft spot for them. <laughs> you know, there's no doubt about it. That I do like the fan base. I do love the anthems that they've got, and I might, I might, might just be more strongly on board for this particular season. But it doesn't mean me being on board means that there'll be a soft touch because it often <laughs> means that my critical tongue will be in operation even more. But yeah, a, a key addition for them um well you are known you are known for uh you know every now and then an outburst but for, for those who don't you might be new to the podcast obviously uh steve steve can uh, be prone to an outburst here and there um but it means it all well but uh yeah i think there is a bit of a soft spot there so potentially a key key signing for them from that point of view um oh, being realistic on the pitch i'll, I'll mention elias Hagen from buddha glimp but uh we'll, we'll talk about him i think in a future episode and in terms of departures um there's been a few. I think Vaughan Hahn, he was always going to leave the keeper, but I think I thought he was a really good keeper for them, to be honest. He's gone to gone to Japan. I think it's a shame how his career ended there. I thought he looked like a really solid keeper. Um and Hossam Aish has gone to South Korea. Um bit of a bit of a loss. He's a Palestinian um winger. He's a good player actually. And um hit and miss, but I think that's a bit of a loss for them potentially. So that, that's what I'll pick. But but Wiss Wiss potentially signing of the season. <laughs> Love it. Absolutely love it, mate. Absolutely love that one. Um, we'll move to Sarpsborg and a signing that's caught my eye, re- a recent signing actually, in the last week or two, um, someone called Ramon Pascal Lundqvist uh, from Groningen for £150,000. Several Eredivisie appearances, midfielder. And I think uh, looking at his past pedigree there, that should serve him very well going into Elita Serien. So, um, yeah, always a bit of a tricky side to Sarpsborg and It'll be difficult in the season preview, no doubt about it, with loads of injuries. But yeah, Ramon Pascal Lundqvist, uh, interesting um, addition for them. And uh, your next team to talk about is Mialbi. Yeah, it is indeed. Um, the T, the player uh, I want to just sort of highlight uh, is an interesting one. He's from your region, Steve Colin Rosler, um, the son, I believe, of Uwe Rosler, the Manchester City player and former manager, obviously, of, of Malmo. Um, he's come in as a centre back. He's going to replace. Um, the outgoing uh, Carlos Moros Gracia, who's gone to the Garden, he was a, one of the best centre-backs in the league last season, Gracia. Um, and I think that is a bit of a loss, but Rossler potentially could be an interesting one. I'm not going to get your thoughts on him now. We'll talk about him in future episodes, but um, that is probably the player that maybe caught my eye. The other one, just want to briefly mention, Steve, Imam Yanyi. Talked about him. He was in my tent to watch, I believe, or a player to watch, I can't remember, um, many years ago when he moved, before he moved to Everton from Bickle Hackens Academy. He's 19 now, not worked out for him at Everton, and he has uh, come back to Sweden and joined Mialbi. Good good player, in my opinion, and I'm keen to see how he gets on. Um, in terms of players leaving, 
Now, this one for me is a massive one. Uh, that I, I, Well, literally, Steve. Jacob Bergstrom. Um, he's gone to Jurgarden. Now, I'm interested to see how he sort of competes with um, the other strikers they got there, like Advardsen. Now, Bergstrom, for anyone who can't remember or hasn't listened to this show before, he's the only man I've ever seen smash into a crossbar and the crossbar came off worse. <laughs> the guy is an absolute tank. Um, I've always quite liked him from that point of view. He's, he's strong as an ox. Um, he's decent in the air. He's brave. He's not technically amazing. But I think this could be an interesting move to Jurgen. You know, I think they've maybe picked up on that. A bit of a character, um, similar to Advarsen. So I think they'd uh, be interested to see how they those two sort of compete and, and dovetail, you know, similar sort of, similar sort of profiles. Um, but yeah, that, that though I think how he does is something I'm, I'm interested to keep an eye on. I think, like I said, Gracia is a big loss. Um, but the one I'll say in terms of ins is uh, Colin Rossler. Yeah, my next team to talk about is Arlison. But um, I mean, do I have to mention anyone here? Because nothing really stands out um, to me. They they have they've obviously signed players and they've they've got rid of a few as well. But it's just nothing. You can, that you can just name the uh, one outgoing if you want. It doesn't have to be both. I think I'll know an Ingo, and it's got to be Amidou Mido Diop from Christiansen, who for several years um done a good job at Christiansen. They've nabbed him on a free, decent elite Italian experience. So I quite like him. But um, yeah, I think you can almost tell straight away that Arsenal are going to be kind of a team that I'm not going to be mentioning an awful lot on NFP this year. Potentially, things can change. But at the minute, they don't excite me too much. Yeah, I mean it's still early days as well, isn't there? You know, of course. This is just a bit, this is just a bit of a light-hearted uh, of course. Mix yeah. through some of the teams. Yeah. So it's not an Varnamo. It's not a Varnamo. massive insult. It's not an insult to uh, Arlison. But uh, um for me, Varnamo obviously with their really small budget, they've got to be really clever in who they recruit. Mm. A massive um problem for them has been the loss of Antonson and Magashio, who I mentioned, on free transfers. Now Antonson was one of the top scorers in the league. I think he was second top scorer. Uh, he was brilliant last season up front, and he's gone to Saudi Arabia, um, potentially maybe on a lucrative deal. I'm sure he'll be earning a lot more than he was at Vinewell, that's for sure, um, with the smallest budget. We spoke to their um, assistant manager last season. Um, so you can look back through the archives if you want to listen to the the, the budget situation at Vinewell. Last year, their first ever year in Osvenskan. Um, <clears throat> I suppose the one I'll point out, just from an interesting point of view, um, geographically, Marco Bustos, uh, a winger from Pacific FC in Canada, um, Vanuatu have a bit of an interesting scouting system. I think they do have a, a sporting director who's quite forward-thinking, uh, and so we'll, we'll see how they adapt to their second season and how they, you know how the transfers go. Um, but he's the one that I'll look out for now. Um, and yeah, Antonsen is a massive loss, and I think Magashi is too. But let's On move back to, uh, to Norway, yeah, yeah, Hagerson, and it has to be a departure here. Christoph Zafiris, two point six million sale to. Slavia Prague. Always got to make sure I get my Prague's right on this show, haven't I, Jonathan? Um, 2,539 minutes he played last season, four assists, um, five goals. Probably a player we didn't talk about enough on this show last season. He was really close to making my 10 to watch. I wish I'd put him in now because he had a great campaign. I think he at times single handedly led them really in midfield, and um, he's going to be a massive, massive loss uh, for Haugerson, who uh, I'm a little bit worried about at this point in time. Yeah, they they you know they obviously had a um, middling season last year, and you know we'll see how they get on in Tons. Sweden. Um, we'll move to Sirius uh, again, a team who's not been massively active, I wouldn't say. Um, a few loans and 
couple of signings. I think Andre Alcinati is one who I remember watching when I when I was in Sweden when I used to live there. Um, he was a young talent, I believe. I think he was at Hammerby. Uh, I saw him in a youth tournament. I think when he was about seventeen, uh, roughly, and I did like him, and I thought he could have a career. Um, he's the one that I'd probably point out for now. I don't know how he'll get on there, but I just like the I like the, I just remember him from that tournament. Uh, to be honest, so he's the one I'm going to pick. Um, and in terms of outs, I guess Yuya Sagita from uh, from um, Sirius. He, he didn't have an amazing season last year, but I think I think still think it's a bit of a loss to the league. I think technically he's a good player, and you know him and Vecchi at one point a couple of years ago they were such a good partnership. Um, but yeah, he's kind of petered out a little bit and left the league, so uh, that'll be the one I'd, I'd just select. Yeah, on to Viking. I'm going to talk about two additions here, two strikers they've signed. Nick D'Agostino from Melbourne Victory and Lars Jürgen Salverson from Buda Glimt. They've spent a combined uh, one and a half million on both of these strikers. Initially, it looked like they were just happy to do uh, to bring in D'Agostino, but I think a bit of fan criticism, a bit of media pressure has meant um, they brought Salverson in as well. And uh, at the minute, there's only one spot for these the strikers in their formation, though. So who's going to fit in? Are they going to adapt so they go two up front? Because I read actually D'Agostino said he's not frightened by Salveson's arrival and that he deserved to start against uh, Rosenborg in the Cup. He did start, but Salveson came off the bench and scored after six minutes. So interesting battle here between them. Two new additions up front for Viking. Yeah, and over to Sweden, we've got uh, Noor shopping. Um, I'm going to pick a player who we've actually had on this podcast, Steve. Um, during oh. the days of Mr. Henry uh, and Danish Dynamite, the new podcast that he has. Um, so he um, had an interview with Vito Hammershoi Mistrati, who at the time was at Randers. Uh, you can go through the archives and listen to it. Great, great interview from Henry. Um, talked a really wide-ranging interview, and I quite enjoyed it. He's actually been signed by Norshopping. He's come from Cluj. Mm. Um, so he's had a, quite a few transfers, I guess, since we interviewed him, because he's gone from Randers, uh, I guess, to Cluj, and then obviously now to... Uh, Noor Shopping. Um, they signed him for about 300,000. Obviously, Noor Shopping had a terrible season last year, really disappointed on many fronts. They would have been disappointed with their cup uh, as well, exit um, recently. Um, and in terms of the ones that have left, I think I would pick um, Jonathan Levi, who's gone to uh, Hungary um, for quite a big fee. He's, he's always been quite a good player, uh, always puts up good numbers, goals and assists, attacking midfielder. Um, so he's a bit of a loss for Noor Shopping, and they'll need to replace him and maybe. Hammersoy Mistrati, uh, our special guest, could maybe um, s- step in. Yeah, onto Norway. Strom's got set. They've got a new manager who has come in from K from Oslo, and he signed one of his former players in defence, Frederick Christensen Dahl. Uh, Centre back, we can also play uh, left back. He can play on the left hand side of a three man uh, centre back uh, formation, which is important. And I think um, this guy might be one of those players that steps up well from the Obosl again. I really do. Feels like the right sort of age. 24 uh, on the board. Frederick christensen Dahl from K from Oslo to Godset. I'm not actually sure if there was a fee involved for this player. Um, I'll have to look into a bit more detail. But from what I've heard, this guy could be a good one uh, to watch on. Yeah, mine, I'm going to be very brief now. Steve will run through a few of them. Uh, Degafors, they haven't really been massively active in my opinion. So I still think there's a bit of work to be done. Uh, there are a few rumours of players coming in, but I think I'll just go for um, uh, Bassi from uh, Ferenc Varos. Let's see how he gets on. 
Um, haven't really, I'll be honest, I haven't paid a massive amount of attention to Degafors in, in pre-season. So I must, I know I must do better here, but uh, that signing from abroad. What's his first be, name? It could be an interesting one. Uh, his name is Fortune Bassey. Ah, he's okay. a striker and he's, you know, he could be interesting. The big exit, Stephen, it's not necessarily, um, uh, you know, I don't think it's necessarily going to massively damage them. But I just think there's a weird um, link uh, to Cork City. Uh, Daniel Krezic moved on to Cork City in Ireland. And they've actually bought quite a few players from, from Scandinavia, Cork City. I know they've had a takeover recently. and I, you know, I'm not quite sure what's going on there. But if you look through their squad, they've got a few Scandinavian players. Uh, well, I think one or two Sweden Swedish players. I think Albin Wimbo as well, potentially. I can't remember now off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, they guess, I guess there's some scouting going on from Cork City in Ireland. So that's an interesting uh, thing to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, that's it for now for Degafors. Over to you. Yeah, Ham Cam. I'm going with the new goalkeeper. They've got Marcus Sandberg from Starbeck. He was the goalkeeper of the year in Obos last year. Pretty good addition, uh, in my personal opinion. They've got him on a free. We know there was a bit of a goalkeeping merry-go-round at Ham Cam back end of last season. And uh, I just wonder uh, whether... Uh, it wasn't a position I actually thought they were going to look into for this particular season. But now they've got an undisputable number one in Sandberg uh, in between the sticks. And I think it's a really good... Uh, he will definitely prevent goals. He, he will help them uh, overachieve in terms of XGA numbers. So uh, Marcus Sandberg, Hamcam. Shout out to Tom Dent, their assistant manager, who was uh, the guest on the most recent show we had. Um, I'll move on to Vibeck boys. Uh, Steve, always very active in the transfer market. Uh, always sign sort of players that are a bit left field. Um, I'm just going to go for uh, Alham Lawi from Helsingborg. I think at times last season, he looked like he had some ability about him. Obviously, they've been relegated. He signed on a free transfer. Um, I think there is a little bit of ability there. Um, he can get goals. Uh, and I'm interested to see how he sort of steps up at a different club. So that's going to be my choice for ins um, and for outs. Obviously, I think Robin Simovic is a bit of a blow. Uh, he's gone to Geonam Dragons. And then the, uh, the wonderfully named Des Kunst, um, he's left as well and then obviously like I mentioned Wimbo has left to Cork City on a undisclosed fee so yes Cork City definitely scouting in, in Sweden in lower tiers um, those are my picks Right, so Sandefjord I think this is the last one because we are going to leave the promoted teams for a bit of a bonus in the future but um, yeah Mohamed Ofkir has left them a big loss he was brilliant last year but they've uh, kind of reinforced an attack with a player from Egersund in the third tier of Norwegian football called Jacob Dunsby who's been performing very well in pre-season, including a recent 4-1 Norwegian Cup win against Odd. Um, so Jacob Dunsby is definitely a player that's catching my eye for for them, the Sandefjord, uh, coming in um, and into the season. Yeah, you're going to do promoted teams next time. I'm happy to do them now. Um, oh, we well, can get on with yours then, yeah. Ronald Poikin and newly promoted. Um, they've signed some interesting players, actually. I've always liked Kevin Ackerman. Um, he had heart problems, but when he was at Hacken as a youngster, he was really, really talented when I was in Gothenburg. Um, heart problems stopped his career, moved to Fiorentina, uh, came back. And that's if he's going to be in Osvenskan, I'm really keen to see how he gets on and if he plays. Um, Simon Kroon as well from Ham- Halmstad, I really like him. Um, I liked him a few seasons ago. He's, I've actually met him. He's a nice guy as well. Um, and in terms of outs, um, I think the two that they're going to be huge blows, um, they're going to be in my tent to watch, so I'm not even going to name them. Not even going to name them. I will actually yeah, go for Hamstad. I'll just quickly go through Hamstad, shall I? Yeah. Um, I think 
I think Nasiru Mohammed, if I'm right in saying. No, sorry, Naeem Mohammed from a Ghanaian has joined uh, from a Danish team, I believe. Uh, he's a centre forward, so we'll see how he gets on. Um, like I say, Hamzad, I haven't massively paid attention to them, actually. Um, but he's the one that I suppose has sort of caught my eye in terms of an in. I'll give you one in, actually, for Starbeck, because Bran, Bran have hardly had any ins and outs at all. But Starbeck have got a, a very interesting goalkeeper right now, on a free from Toulouse, former Ausfenskan goalkeeper of the season, Isaac Pettersson at Starbeck. I mean, it's a really good goalkeeper addition. So there's a few keepers catching my eye in at least. Well, you do love a goalkeeper. Anyone who yeah. needs to show will Very excited out, so. by that. Yeah. Very excited by that one. And just, just in terms of hamster outs, obviously Simon Croon, like I said, he's uh, gone to probably point and nothing. So there's a bit of a, not a sideways move, but they've newly been newly, both newly promoted. So it's interesting to see that move. I know, I think he's moved back to Stockholm potentially um, with Bromer Poikina, but um, that's a bit of an out, a bit of a blow, I think, for Halmstad. So I think that pretty much wraps it up and we're just about under an hour. Yeah, we're just about done. Good to be back, Jonathan. And we'll be more episodes coming up soon um, in the next few weeks. As ahead of the season, watch, obviously watch out for our renowned in-depth season previews. The first one will be for our Svenskan because it's starting 10 days earlier and then into Elite Serien. So there'll be plenty of uh, in real, a lot of in-depth talk about all the teams. Fantasy advice for both um, leagues up there. And uh, yeah, it's getting very close now, Jonathan. Yeah, you've been on a few Twitter spaces, haven't you? I've seen you, uh, <laughs> seen you on, on, on your space. Um, very interesting stuff with fantasy. Yeah, we will talk about that next time. We'll renew the leagues as well if, you're, if you've been in the leagues. Um, we'll renew the Patreon as well. We'll talk about the Patreon and our plans for it this season. But I think that'll be it for this uh, this week. Oh, we'll do. Yeah, do remember to follow us on Twitter and Nordic Footpod, where that account will be a bit more active again soon. Uh, at Meatman Soccer for me and at JF Football for yourself, Jonathan. But uh, yeah, take care, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again very soon. Goodbye.